Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Writing Raw. I am here with Cam Cam. Yeah. I'm here with the Cobra. Mm-hmm. And I'm here with Schwa Schwa. Yep. Uh, we just we just had lunch and we watched a documentary by uh by John Mayer. And I think a lot of this goes down memory lane for sure. Cobra and I we've been together since I was 18. You were 17. So I was older, more superior for sure. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> we're gonna start it off that way, right? But uh, yeah. I remember when we first started off with John Mayer. Uh, we all were into the guitar together. I remember. Do you remember we used to like strip down the guitars, try to make it sound like his? Absolutely. Yeah. We took the pit pit guards off our Stratocasters and we ordered them from someplace in California. Said I can give you the same tone as John Mayer, oh, yeah. you know, because that's what we were hunting hunting for. The scoop scooped uh, mids. Or yep, something like scooped that? mids. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. So we've been through a lot of stuff together. Uh, we've grown at an enormous rate together. And the beautiful thing that we do is we talk about, like, these social things that we see in the world. Um, and I, the way I see it is how we've evolved from a lot of these things. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this question out. We'll start early. <clears throat> Cobra, if you start dating a girl right now, she's your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. When you say the word girlfriend, how do you look at that in the future? Man, I think now, this man... Why do you always set me up for this? Because like I feel like I'm the uh, the most unpopular guy because of you no, know? it's I think but, you uh, and I think the same thing. <laughs> but it's so so. Here's the thing. I think back in the day, I had a different idea of what girlfriend is. Right. Like right now, for me, girlfriend that's trial run. I'm sorry. You know. Um, but it's not to say that you treat this this uh, this female as as she's expendable. You know. Like you get you give her everything, but at the end of the day, you're not you're not tied to staying there because um, of obligation. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Right. So it's not to say that, you know, because there's a trial run, I get to treat you like crap. Like, no, that's not yep. what this means. It means that right now um, I'm committed to you to find out if you are compatible with me and becoming my wife and me becoming, you know, your husband. You yeah, know? that's that's kind of what I, right. the way I was. Like, going I'm a trial that. run, too, for yep. you. Absolutely. You know? So. The way I see it, if, if I was to tell you we're in this relationship now, you are my girlfriend, I'm already looking at you as wife material. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Looking at you as wife material. So when, you, when, uh, when I get into this relationship with this female and we are now boyfriend and girlfriend, in your mind, you may think, <clears throat> this guy, uh, will he ever marry me? I'm already in that mindset. I'm already thinking those things. So rest assured, you know, I think when we finally get to this level, that we're at, not taking away from any of the other guys, but I'm looking at you as, as wife. That's what I'm. That's the way I'm going about this. I will say I'm looking at it as is to see if she's going to be, you know, wife. I don't I don't casually date. I'll tell you that. Like I don't. Yep. I'm not going to casually date. You're not going to casually be my girlfriend. You're not. You know, does that make sense? Like I'm Total. only I'm only in this relationship because I want to see if you're going to be my wife or if I can be your husband. Like Absolutely. That's the only reason that I'm here. And coming from the perspective, you know, we have kids. You're not coming anywhere around my kid until, like... Until I know that. Yeah. You know? It's... That, that's just... That's that's the way it is. My priorities. But my priority, number one, is I'm not looking for some arm candy just to last through the seasons. Like, no, I'm looking at... I want to see what you look like in that white dress. That's the way I'm thinking of this. Yeah. All right? 100%. Now, let's take a little curveball here. 
if your, let's say, girlfriend that you've been dating for a while, fiance, your wife cheats on you, are you going to call it off? Is that it? I think that's situational. Um, okay. If she, if she cheats on me and her intent is to, to be with somebody else or to not be with me anymore, I'm not going to hold you here, you know. But I understand that you know people are people. People make mistakes. But if she makes a mistake, uh, if she, she makes a mistake, she comes to me and she says, "Yo, th- this this happened. You know, I did this or I disrespected you this way or you know, it's like, okay, what do you want to do going forward? Is your plan going forward to to fix what we have? Uh, then sure absolutely you know if if i feel as though she is somebody that that i hold in that regard then yeah you know if it's worth it to me then i will i will stick it out you know so we talked about this a good bit yesterday before this and i actually held back a couple things i had one big question that i wanted to to throw out there before i kind of go on my stance or anything like that Mm -hmm. but what do you think and i want this to like go all the way around what do you think is the the worst possible thing that a partner can do to the other in a relationship? Man. Um. I, I would say, to me, it's it's the knowingly uh, disrespecting and continuing it for a purpose because of their own emotional whatever it is they're going through. Yeah, I, I, would, say, I would say that. I was looking for a word to describe it. I, I didn't know you know, a word, but that's the feeling right there, what you described, that's the feeling. So okay. to me, it's not necessarily the action of, I know people will say like cheating, you know, it's not the action of cheating. It's the, you know, the intent behind it. And, and then again, what you do with it going forward. It, when you're doing it, are you doing it in a, this is going to sound terrible, like in a disrespectful way to where it's like, I have no care or regard for you as a, as a human, you know, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm doing this, and I'm going to continue to do this. You know, I'm not going to just take, you know, take disrespect like that, you know. But it's not necessarily the act of cheating. Yeah. You know? That's because that's pretty much where I have been with. That's the thing I think of. Is, uh, uh, simply put, is cheating mm-hmm. or being unfaithful or whatever. But, um, okay, that's interesting. And I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you specifically, Cobra, about this because of the way you word a lot of your stuff. But... Um, I know that since our talk in the past days, I know I'm this way. I know uh, Josh is this way as well, where we kind of feel that's the that's the end all. Like, and I'm a big s- switch person. As soon as that happens, it's like somebody forcibly switching that main power switch down. Like, I'm I'm off. I respect and that. I mean, I think a lot of people have that stance, and I don't disagree with them. I think I think everybody has in them their their uh their no goes you know yeah their their switches as you call them you know but i just don't think it's the same for everybody you know everybody has different you know what you can deal with is just different for everybody um but for you that may be a thing and i don't think you're wrong for for having it you know but i do think that um i'm gonna let josh get on here in a second but <laughs> i do think that you know i feel like people you my life my life has shown me um through things that i've done and things that have you know, that have have been done to me that when it comes to infidelity um, cheating uh, whatever you want to call it you just never know what that person is going through and that's why I think intent matters Um, if that person has some type of trauma going and it's not an excuse by any means but it's just 
circumstances happen, things happen, and it's like, are you willing to throw all of this away because someone made a mistake? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between somebody making a mistake and then somebody who's just an habitual, like, I can't stop, you know, wandering my eye and, and, you know, doing things that I shouldn't be doing. Like, there's a difference between those two. Yeah. And one of my my biggest thought when I think about it is, and again, I'm excited for kind of everybody to hop on this, is like, where do you go from that? You know, how do you rebuild from that? Because being me personally, I think about this, I've ran around my head forever. And it's like that I can't, I just, I won't be able to, to trust. I won't be able to, you know, go about my day, like day to day without thinking about what you could be doing if you're doing it again if you you know right so i think i think for me um again the life that i've lived and um the experience level that i have now not to say that my experience level is far beyond anybody else it's not it's just my experience what i mean by my experience is like things that i've endured things that i've gone through that's what i mean by experience um so for me what my life has taught me is like back in the day I probably would not be able to to do that because of how I loved. My love was very transactional. You know what I mean? But the way that I love now, that stuff doesn't, it doesn't apply to me anymore. You know what I mean? Um, so again, like what I decide to give you or how I decide to love you was not contingent on how you love me. It was never contingent on that. So, but again, like that's who I am now. Who I was before, same stance as you, brother. Yeah. You know, same stance. But I think anybody that I um, were to be with now, one, my vetting process is uh, a lot different than it was back in the day. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but um, but who I am now, I don't think that I would even get into a relationship that I feel uh, unsure of. Does that make sense? Or I don't know about this person's uh, morality, if you will, or, or what they you hold. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? People change. People Talk do change. That and, and that's what I'm saying. So um, so I don't think that I would get there. But if I do happen to get into a relationship with that person and then they change and that happens, I I don't think I can live with myself knowing that I am getting into a relationship with a person. And if that person is not perfect or they don't meet what the standard I had for them when we met if they don't meet that 10 years from now, that I know that I have the capacity to say, all right, I'm going to punch out. That to me just doesn't seem like a, a a good relationship for me. You know, that seems very, like there's a lot of tension there, you know, yeah. eggshells. So you're you saying if, if you're willing to, if you look forward and you're willing to leave it after a certain X amount of time, then it's not for you anyways. It's not, it was never for you. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Josh, what you got to say? You just you itching back here, man. We're we're out here. We're sharing mics. We're we're doing the first episode standing up right now. So we got the mics kind of propped up, and it's all it's kind of cool. It's a vibe. So Cam, you asked, um, what would the worst thing someone? Oh yeah, you asked what the worst thing someone could do to you in a relationship, and I wouldn't say it would be cheating. I would say it would be just like hitting you where you're low. You know, like where you're weak, because um. In my like opinion, that. you can get over cheating. Like I can, I could get over someone cheating on me. <clears throat> but like, there is certain things that can be done or that can be said that will stick with you forever. So, even when you know you're moving past this relationship, you, you know you've been out of this person's life for five years. Who knows? 
those things are still sticking with you and you've got to, you could you know get over being cheated on yeah so no, I, yeah. I i agree i think yeah. just like what you're saying and kind of how uh cobra said was it, it depends person to person and yeah so like cobra's yeah. thing isn't my thing and your thing isn't my thing you know whatever but that's a really good way to put it is hitting the soft spot especially yeah. if they know yeah, yeah for that's sure the that's the part all right so let's spin it a little bit do you think if somebody does cheat on you, obviously it's, it's going to affect you, it's going to hurt you. If they cheat on you, do you think it's because of something you did? Is it because of something they did? Or is it something that you didn't do, right? This is one of the ways that I look at it. Because I've been in this situation a couple times. When somebody else cheated on me, and it was very hard for me to accept in the beginning because my ego, my emotional immaturity, I was a lot like when we brought this up yesterday, as soon as I kind of curveballed it to Cam and he said, I'm burning up inside thinking about this. That's exactly the way that I used to be because I was thinking like, what else do you want from me? I've done all these things for you. What else? It wasn't me. It was something that was missing within that person, right? And it wasn't until, this is my thought right now, it wasn't until... You know, I, I learned about it, I knew about it, and I started challenging them in my really emotional, immature way that they did use it as a way to aim against me. And once that real disrespect started, that's when I was like, I, I can't do this anymore because it is coming at a cost way more than just peace, right? I'm losing value within myself as a, as a man, as a person. I started losing value within myself. And it was when it was initially happening... I can be here to, to, uh, to help you try to figure this out. Um, I think we can kind of work through this. But when it started coming at a value of really destroying who I am and who I needed to be for, like, my kid, then that was when it was, okay, I, I, can't, I can't do this anymore. So now why do you think it was destroying you, though? Well, at that time, it was destroying me because I couldn't fix the situation. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're going to have those emotions. You're going to feel hurt. I'm going to feel right. pain. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm built for that trade. You know all yep. that stuff. I all of that stuff. You know. Um, but my, I guess, I guess my question is: so if it's, if you understand, um, you understand your person. You understand who your person was when you met, and you understand your person is changing now, um, and then you you love your person unconditionally. I'm going to throw that word in there: unconditionally, and you start to notice that they are requiring a certain level of uh, attention or uh, affection or whatever it is. Um, but you've been given the same level. You, you haven't changed on, on your end, but they're requiring more. To me, that's a sign of there's something going on mentally in them or emotionally in them that's making them require more. And it's, it's probably something that you can't, you can't fill. You, know? you can't Correct. fill that, that void. And so they're going outwardly to get it from somewhere else you know ultimately it's not going to make them happier by any means you know it's the whole grass is greener thing right yep so it's not going to make them happier by any means but if you notice that i wonder why it's so hard for us men to accept that it's uh it's not it's not an us thing you know that why can't we get past or see past the uh the act as like being disrespect if you will or it being um Instead of looking at it as betrayal, look at it like, man, my person is sick. Yeah. You know, my person is sick. They can't, 
they don't know how to not do this. And if I mean, if you're looking at it that way, it's like, dang, like that's kind of they're in trouble. They are in trouble. You know, they are. And so but what we do when that person is in trouble is we say, how dare you? You know, you disrespect me. I'm out of here. So you just left them while they were in trouble, you know, and that's in certain cases, not all cases. Some cases, like we said before, some cases are just nah, you're just a trash person. <laughs> you know what I mean? I get that. But in, in a lot of cases, it's it's that person is in trouble. Yeah, you know, they are in trouble. OK, so let's stretch this. Let's take instead of the word cheating and let's put it in. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I brought up that stat and it is a it's a bureau census bureau. It's a stat. When I said, what was it, like 70 or 80% of marriages or 60% of marriages are ended by the female? Dude, I think it's higher. I thought it was like 80. Yeah, I think it is. So, But we'll say say, we'll say, we'll say, we'll say, say 70. Keep it safe. A know. majority in the up other, other direction. Okay. But the female is walking out, and there for a while, mm-hmm. that's what I held on to because that's what happened to me. I yeah. was like, well, she left me. So it's like she's in the wrong. Right. And, of course, at that time, I'm pointing my fingers like she did something wrong. Obviously, she needed to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I was built for this war. That's the way I look at myself. I was built for this war, but you're the one who walked away. You couldn't keep up. It's like yeah. she, she, she had to get out. She had to. And I think that's the same way. It may not, like, like we said, it's not a blanket statement. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card uh, for that 70 or 80%. But I do think, just like when, when kids... The girls typically mentally, uh, they're smarter socially. They're a, a couple years advanced than the males. I think it's the same way in our age era now, where the female is saying, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I can't take any more of this, and I'm going to walk away from this," because the guy is going to be over there saying, "I'm still here. I'm ready to fight for this type of deal." Mm-hmm. But for them, it's like it's already lost. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. 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 I get it. What you got, Cam? <laughs> you got me thinking. Um, I want I want to spitball something as a comparison. Um, say and you two both can relate to this. Say you your kid, like at the age they are now, and your current wife, mother of the kid. Um, one day, just something happens, and they say, "I can't do this," and they leave him at the park and drive away. That's unacceptable, right? Well, we can agree, like unacceptable cannot do that right i'm talking about the kid right yes leaving the kid at the park because yeah why would it not be expected that i get the same level of love if not more which i know you never get the same level as the kid but you know um close to it then if something happens and it resorts to that big of a mess up how in my opinion can it be acceptable like, I understand what you're saying, and you could you help the person and all this stuff that they're down, but it's like, we're not saying, like, because you had a bad day, murder's okay, you know? Oh, absolutely. Just real quick, I want to say, as a man, I think it is your job to understand that you are last on the list of priorities, in my opinion. When it comes I, to I when it comes to the phallus, I agree. Because I'm, I'm the odd one out. Cause I'm not last in my life. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I think so. So the point that Cam, if if I'm taking away from what you're saying here, is we should all be at least equal. Why can't I be treated the same and or as equal? It's because we're not equal. We are built differently. 
And not only is it like the sexes are built differently. Um, you, you took your your enneagram again yesterday, uh-huh. and you're a I think a one, right? Uh, n- uh no, a nine. So he's like a, he's eight, like a sorry, nine. An eight. So you, okay, so an eight. To be honest with you, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's just it's like a personality <laughs> test. This is why we're talking a lot higher than you are. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's another psych test to understand who we are as people. Because for Cam, he's saying like, you know, he's looking for that relation. And there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. When you find your mate, and I think you've got a pretty good vibe going with your relationship right now, she meets you there, right? But I'm from the same boat that Josh just said that Cobra agreed with. Um, I am last. I am. I am the last one out of a burning house. I just I just am. Right. Maybe that's just the way I've been fostered. That's the world that I'm in. But that genetically, that's what it feels like to me. Man, I almost feel like now we have a we have a huge problem with like so when you when we say like it's like we get triggered, right? If somebody says like, "Hey, you are last," it's like we automatically assume that everybody's going to put us last. And that's not the case, you know. It's just we're just saying that you are. So if I say like, "Hey," You got to love unconditionally, uh, no matter what, like continue to love. I think people listen to that and they say like, well, what if this person is beating me? It's like, why did you just jump to the far end of the spectrum of this person beating me? You know what I mean? That's not what we're saying here, you know? So if somebody says like, hey, you know, if you're you're a man, if you're last, it doesn't mean, you know, we jump to burning buildings, but it doesn't have to be burning buildings. It could just be, you know, everyday things, you know? Well, I, I, I... it's funny because I agree with that. I'm I'm last in that aspect, but it's my choice to be last. I take that responsibility. I know I put myself last in that aspect, but in your eyes, I should never be degraded. You know, I. Well, look, that's what I mean. So with you being, with you being last, it doesn't mean that somebody else is degrading you. Does that make sense? Yeah. You but know what the I mean? ex- the expectation to be last is the different from the choice to me. It's I'm choosing that I'm going to be the last one out of the house, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could also be that your your mate understands that you are choosing that. And so they know that that is the that is the pecking order. Cam's yeah, last. Yeah, Cam knows he's fine. last. But, but it's not her saying like, hey, Cam, you are last. You know yeah. what I mean? But so. is that what she's saying? If circle back around, if they go out and they're unfaithful, they're saying your feelings, your thoughts were last in that moment to me. Um, I don't, I don't think, I mean, it sounds very like black and white that value. way, but I just don't feel like it's that black and white when a situation like that arises. You know? So appreciation. What's that? So appreciation. His yeah. value and how he feels appreciated. That should never feel last. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, yes. And it shouldn't. No. But never a should. lot of times people can't, they when can. you, when you're in that state, you can't, you know, you're doing wrong, but that's, that's, just, that's saying that everybody who knows they're doing wrong should never do wrong. And it's like, that's that's a fantasy world. Yep. You know what I mean? So, so this is this is perfect that we're unpacking this. Um, my situation. I'll get personal. I'll tell my story. I was, I was built in a society to where, like Cam is saying, and I understand your point, where I just understood that I was last. It was just understood. I never got to make the choice because that's just what was taught to me, told to me. So when the infidelity started happening, uh, I was getting a beating, and I was like, I can take this beating. 
that's kind of what's expected of me right now. And then finally, when the beating got too much, and I finally said I had to have like appreciation, and I made the choice for myself. It was one of the first times I've made a choice for myself, and it was like, what the hell is going on? I'm actually standing up for myself, which I've never done before. And I don't think a lot of people do. We've never been taught how to stand up for yourself. Do you remember uh, when we were, Cobra and I were living together in Little Rock, Arkansas, years ago? And there was a night, you were on vacation, you weren't there. Oh, I remember this. And Vividly. I think it was 19 or 20. And we were all out in the, uh, in the gazebo yard, drinking way too much. I got pretty much blacked out, drunk. And some girl carried me, because she asked me, she said, where is your room at? And I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in this room. And of course, I told her it was Cobra's room. Um, Meanwhile, I'm thousands of miles away. Thousands of miles away. And she takes me into the room. She lays me on the bed. She has her way with me. So essentially, by law, I was raped, right? Did I raise my hand and say, yes, please? No, I, like, I was taken advantage of. Of course, I get in trouble the next morning because the stereo was his, you know, you had a really nice stereo. It was awesome. And uh, <laughs> they, they took the stereo, they took the stereo away as like a form of punishment. And when I had to talk to the cops and they said, you know, what is it that happened? And I told him exactly what happened. He said, oh, so you're raped. And I was like, nobody could ever rape me. Guys can't be raped. But sure enough, it happened. Um, so it's like, even at that time, I could take a beating. I can, this is something that I can handle. This is something that I could, I know some people, they don't like it when I say the, the word endure. But I mean, I endured it. Be a man. Yeah, I was being a man. And it was the same way when it went to the relationship, uh, the infidelity in the relationship, where I was just getting pummeled on. And it's like, well, I can take this. I can take this beating. I can take this beating until I couldn't take it anymore. And then I lost. And there I am laying in a ditch, belly up. And, uh, I mean, we could segue into it this way if you want to. I don't know. I'm just going with the flow here. No, for sure. But I do think that's what happens with a lot of males, and they don't know what happens when they are finally that lost, and then that's when the suicide happens. Yeah. I mean, I, I say what I say, and, and I do stand on it, and I believe it, but I also understand that everybody does have a breaking point. And I know the way I speak, it sounds very robotic, like, oh, you should be able to do this and do that, blah, blah, blah. That's all perfect world stuff, you know? I, I get that, but... Even even myself, like I have a breaking point. I don't know what it is yet because I've like I, I've reached it before and now I am who I am now. And I'm sure that even as strong as I think I am right now, like I understand still that I do have a breaking point. I just don't know what it is right now. Eventually, I mean, hopefully I don't find it, you know, but I do know that I that I have one. You know? No, I agree with you uh, for me. And that's the reason that I wanted to. That's the reason I started this writing thing, right? This is the reason I wanted to start this podcast. And it's it's not to put myself on, on a pedestal above anybody, but I've been to that breaking point, right? Like, you pull the trigger and it doesn't work. So it's like, okay, maybe you're here for a real reason. And this is this is what all this is about. The different phases of the writing, the different phases of the podcast, you know? There's a reason that I'm still here. So I have tasted that breaking point. And it's something that I do want to talk about. It's something I do want to put on the table. I want to 
I want to initiate these questions and have Cam bow out his chest like he just did a minute ago or yesterday when he gets really hot when he starts talking about this. And I want to hear the growl in, in Schwa's voice when he finally hits the microphone. He talks about, you know, it's choice. It's, and, and from your experience as well. Yeah. I want to talk about all of it because right now I think there's a number out there. It's, I think J Josh is really good with this stuff. It's like every 30 seconds somebody else takes their life or something, right? And it's just this, it's this stuff that we're talking about right here to help people understand. It's for those guys to understand when there's nobody else to talk to. Like for me, for instance, I went through five therapists after everything broke. Like, I need to get out of my head. And of course, I only enlisted female therapists because of my father wounds in my past. And I felt like the female was the only person that I could talk to. But on the caveat to that, Every one of these female therapists, I can never really open up to completely and totally because in the back of my head, this is this is no kidding what I was thinking. If I told you too many things, you would judge me and you may not want to mate with me. So I'm not telling you everything. I'm only telling you a smidge of the stuff. And with only a smidge of the stuff, they can only give me a smidge of the information. So after every one of these therapists of seven, eight weeks, I'd walk away with this, another like a... Uh, Leatherman or pocket knife on my tool belt, but I didn't have like nobody could explain everything to me because I couldn't be vulnerable Nah, that makes sense. I couldn't get vulnerable because I didn't trust you with this It was a conflict of interest because of the way I'm built. I think primally um, And ultimately I didn't know myself So a lot of this is to unpack and to understand and know yourself for the greater good uh, a lot of this is a voice when I pose these questions and when we talk about it, you know, if, you're, if your spouse cheats on you, because what I'm trying to do is tear it open. I want you to feel hot. I do. I want to talk about this uncomfortable stuff that a lot of times guys won't talk about. Um, you remember, like, after everything happened with me, I was in the driveway. You pulled up. I think I told this story in here before. But you pulled up in your truck. You didn't even turn your truck off. You left it running. You walked up the driveway, and you said, you're coming back to work tomorrow. Because I was broken. And then it was finally like in that moment, I was like, somebody actually does see me, right? And that goes for the same way when we talk about the female as well, seeing her. So she doesn't make that decision to finally say like in her head, like, this is it. I'm done. I'm checking out. Mm -hmm. Because once they make that decision in their head, they're done. Right. It doesn't matter if they stay in the house for another year or two and you share meals and you share a bed. They're done. They are absolutely done. And it's all because of those moments when... She just wanted to be seen. She just wanted to feel um, like she's heard. She wanted, what was the word that I used earlier that we talked about the other day? Appreciated. Yeah. She just wants to be appreciated in these simple terms. And we went back and forth. I remember we talked for like two hours, and I think it was in the group with all of us. Because I think what started is, I do wish that Cam would tell Abby every time she drinks from the glass how it makes him feel. Because he's already thinking it. If you think it, just if say it. If you think it, it just easy. say it. Just but say I get, it. I get, I get what he was saying. He just I understand to, what he's saying. To get watered down, I get, you know, yep. I get that. Yeah. You know. yeah, it could get watered down for sure. What happens if you wrote it on a piece of paper and slipped it in her purse? You know what I mean? Just those little things. Yeah. And I do think it would be reciprocated to you. Yeah. It's hard when it, when it dies. And then you you start it back up because now you have this this feeling inside you. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna start this back up again. And then you don't get it reciprocated right then and there. And it's like, man, this sucks. It's not working. And then you stop again, not knowing that like you just gotta you gotta keep going. And then eventually, you'll get the fruit from this tree. You yeah. know. Well, while we're talking about reciprocation, I wrote something down earlier because I thought about it. Um, I I want to give you my 
kind of headspace on it, Cobra, and see. I'm getting all the questions. Yeah, I just, just want to see. <laughs> just because this is your this is your hot topic. This is your thing. Um, I feel like when it comes to love or relationship yeah. that we uh, we share like two cells of a gas tank. I dump some love or fuel into yours, and in order to run, I got to get some back into mine, and then we, we bounce it back and forth. Um, if I don't get any back at some point, I'm going to run out, and I can't give anymore. That's my that's I've thought about it for a while now. That's I my get it. But what if you can what if you can fill your own? See, that's what I wanted. The, the perfect the perfect world. And I understand we don't live in one, but the perfect world is when both of them can do it. And and like I was saying, I think in an earlier podcast, I understand that some people get together young before they realize that they're not able to do it themselves. And so now you're here now. So you got to figure it out along the way. But for somebody who is single right now you know i do think that you should be looking for somebody who is equally and evenly yoked as you are you know like you guys like you you're able to uh fulfill yourself then you find someone who's able to fulfill themselves and now you're not dependent on each other fulfilling you know Mm -hmm. each other you know like everything that i give you now is a bonus you didn't need it and everything that you're giving me i don't need but you're giving it as a bonus right and so now when She's going through something in, in her life and she can't fill my cup. It's okay, babe. I didn't need you to like, I'm, I'm already able to do that, you know? And then when she's able to start filling my cup again, cool. Now my cup is filling faster, you know, and vice versa. But you're not, you're not needing that person to do it. It's nice, but you don't need it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think, um, being single. Yeah. I think being single, um, you can fill your own cup a lot easier than when you're in a relationship. Uh, so, and it is smart to look for that person that can also do the same. But I think as soon as you get in that relationship and that person is operating at 80% for the you know last three months, it is going to take a toll on you. And, you know, and what you were saying, Cam, um, that marriage class that me and my wife took, they call that the uh, love bank. Um, it's, you're doing this thing that's helping me out, but it's also draining you. So at some point, like uh, something has to give and I have to give back. And I, I know what you said. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you, okay. So yesterday what I did is I took Schwa and I took Cam, um, and they did, a human design test. Kobe, you probably don't even know what human design is, but that's okay. I'm about to school you up real quick. <laughs> so it's another test to figure out, once again, what type of person you are. And all, both of them, they came out to be generators. So here's Cam, this diehard generator who's given so much energy. I understand it because I'm a generator. Uh, I've known Cobra long enough. I can tell you're a generator as well. And a generator, that's what it does. It gives energy. It gives. It doesn't look for anything. It essentially doesn't look for anything to give back. <clears throat> there are people out there who are, not, who are not generators. There are people who are manifestors. There are, I think, deflectors. There's different, like, personalities of people. Here's one of my, and I, I wrote this in a caption a couple days ago. When I go on my first date, 
with this new person to establish this relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in that nice suit, right? And we're going to talk about things, and it's all going to be happy. So this is we're going to be at our almost highest self, if you will. Yeah. Because realistically, uh, the woman that meets me at that table, if she's having a bad day or she's breaking out in her skin, she's probably not going to meet on that date, right? If I'm having a bad day and I'm not feeling confident, I'm not going to go on that date. No, you'll reschedule. You reschedule. But when you do get into that relationship, there is no more rescheduling. Correct. This is who they are. So you just saw somebody on their in their best moment, if you will. You didn't see them in their worst moment. So as time goes on, just like you were saying, when you start dating somebody, that trial, that trial period, you'll see those bad moments. That's what you're going to see. Hopefully, you know, that's what we all look for, that eternal love. You'll see that forever, for the rest of your days, complete devotion. So when they aren't giving you anymore on those certain days, that's who they are. That's it. I agree. So what you're saying right now is, like, I want somebody to meet me on that battlefield with that same type of energy. Not even battlefield, day to day. Mm -hmm. I always think in battlefield. I think that's the space that I'm still in kind of in life. But even on the couch, I rub your feet. Rub my feet, right? But uh, just like Cobra Sam, I'm built the same way he is. Like, no, I just want to rub your feet. There's nothing wrong if you were to say, like, I want somebody who rubs my feet when I rub their feet. I want that reciprocation. That's, that's who you are. That's the way you're built. Right. That's my answer to your question. Yeah. Now, my dad told me a long time ago, um, he, said, uh, he said, in order to find your mate, you have to realize the thing in them that you absolutely can't stand and then assume that that's never going to change and be able to and be able to deal with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then your hope is that when you don't really have a hope, but it's just in a best case scenario, obviously it's not going to be like that forever. But if you can deal with that person being that way for, you know, until they're six feet under, then you're probably good to go. Yeah. You know, I think that's something we, kind of do subconsciously or at least i do um i've never really thought about it it's really a really cool thing i think you could probably go too far with it if you're always looking at the negatives in people but it's balancing <laughs> everything you know <laughs> well obviously no you don't want to do that <laughs> but it's just you know to find that thing i mean you'll find you find that thing through dating though you you date for a few months and all of a sudden you, you see something and it's like whoa like uh you know, but I think that's when you make the decision. It's like, you know what? I see that in you. I don't like that, but I like you enough to keep going, you know, or I see that in you. I don't like that. That's not what I want the personality of my relationship to look like. I'm going to punch out. You know what I mean? Um, before you get to the, the place of like marriage, you know, and then it's like, oh, I'm taking half the house and <laughs> taking your kids, you know, <laughs> like you don't want to, you don't want to get into that, you know? So recognize that stuff early and, and make that decision early, whether or not you can, you can deal with that person's worst side, you know. You don't get to love somebody's beautiful side, and that's it. That's not, I don't know, that's almost kind of cruel to do that mm-hmm. to a person, to to show them love and give them love only when they are at their, their highest self, like you were saying, you know, at, the, at their highest self. And now they, now they have this, this obligation or this, this pressure to stay operating on a high level in order to, to, to get you to stay around. Yeah, to you know, you. Like, that's not... That's cruel, man, you know. One of the questions that I got in the DMs after uh, one of the uh, the last episodes we did, they said, why does, why does the, why does, 
why do my relationships keep failing, the guys that keep bouncing out? And I think we live in a very, man, it's going to suck to say this, but it's, it's a truth. You know, I, I'm kind of held to this standard, not, to, not by everybody. It it's sure, certainly won't be the, uh, the woman that I attract were six foot, six figures, these things, right? So it's a very, like, physical type of world. Uh, with like date apps, you look at a picture of somebody, you swipe left, swipe right. So a lot of it is is a physical side of things. When you find that really good looking guy, if you will, and he comes into the relationship and he ends up bouncing out, <clears throat> he may not be as far along as you are in, in healing. And when, you know, you've been dating for two or three weeks, you're like, oh, I had a bad day because of this. And the guy's like, oh, it's affecting my peace. Um, I, can't, I can't be having that. And they walk out because guys are now being taught, you know, protect your peace as well. But I think when you do get into that relationship, just like you're saying, boy, you're going to have to understand that she's going to be going through some things sometimes. And you're going to have to pony up because nobody's ever perfect. Nobody's yeah. ever perfect. Not even you. Maybe society is just now understanding the... Uh the point of dating i guess maybe and maybe that's why people are peacing out you know because it's like at the end of the day dating is like i said a trial run is to see whether or not this person is if you can love this person to the capacity that you need to to make a marriage work and to make sure that you're who you're you know this person you're, you're dying next to this person you know what i mean um and if that's not what it is for you what are you doing there you know if you can't give this person what they deserve and they can't give you what you deserve, which is unconditional love, then why are you in the relationship? And I feel like that's maybe, maybe society is figuring that out right now. Maybe that's why like relationships are ending, you know, um, not marriages. I mean, marriages are ending too, but I'm, I'm specifically right now talking about boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. That's what I'm talking about, you know, because I think it's irresponsible to just to stay in relationships because, Hey, that's my girlfriend and I need to go. No, bro. Like if it's not for you, it's not for you. And the same goes for her. If you're, if you're dating a guy and that guy is not exhibiting things that you want your relationship to look like, what you want your marriage to look like, then what are you doing there? You know, mm. once you are married, you have decided that this is a person I'm going to go through thick and thin with. Otherwise, why are you saying these vows to this person? Do they realize the vows that they're saying? So death do us part. You know what that means? You know, in sickness and in health. Do you know what that means? That means through anything. That means no conditions. That's what you're saying when you say, I want to marry you. I want to give you my last name. I want to bear children with you. I want to make sure that you're saying till death do us part. That means that I'm going to be with you until death happens. And that's when we're apart. Other than that, I want everything in between. You know? Well, do you think it could be the death of a phase of a person's life? People do change. Right? No. No. All right. <laughs> that's just like that's that. a question. No, I do not. Because I feel, I don't know, man. I just feel like you, you got to afford those people uh, room to change because we all know that people change. Well, you know? well, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you there, all right? I'm going to call you out on that. All right. Because I do think a lot of guys don't know that females do change as often as they do. I do believe that. I believe that as well. No, I agree. I agree with so you. So the guy that. doesn't know what's going on. Okay, so here's, uh, I'm going to try to, and I am I was no one expert. Of them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Yeah. Um, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know what I'm about to say is accurate. We'll check Google afterwards. Well, yeah, we'll check Google. Or I'm, I'm telling you, man, I've had a lot of 
conversations with people through through the through the writing platform, people here, and this is the topic that we always talk about. All right, you get married, you have the kids. She's going to start to change, right? Postpartum depression is a lot bigger than what a lot of people even know, right? People start to change when that child comes out. People change. Agreed. Right, living proof of it. So somebody changes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it from the female perspective because this is a majority of the stuff that I that I've heard. She doesn't feel seen as much. She doesn't feel heard as much. And for her, like, I've I've tried to tell him seven ways from Sunday how I don't really feel appreciated. I just I keep giving him this feedback. Nothing's changing. What am I doing wasting my life here? That's what I feel like. I'm, I'm wasting my life here. Yes, you've been able to give great children. I know you'll be a, a good dad. I know these things. But I don't feel met. And I only have one life. We've got one life. And I've tried to tell you seven ways from Sunday. And nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. And I think that's a slippery slope for the person that's saying that. You know, And I'm not a female, so I can't. I'm not going to, you know, beat them. You know, I don't know. But the reason why I say this is slippery slope is because that person sounds like they are checked out. So they're going to go and they're going to find something else. They're going to find somebody who can meet them where they are. Right. And in five years, they're going to change. And that same man that met you there, he's not going to change. So now you're going to start feeling the same way. So now you're going to be out of that relationship. Next thing you know, you're 60 years old and you're single. Right. And then you're going to be trying to find another man that's meeting you there. You know, but now your options are smaller. Right. Then you find another man, but then you're going to change again. You know what I mean? So you're constantly, you're never, it's never enough for you. Okay. So you know? I'm going to, I'm going to battle that point. I'm, like, once again, these are my thoughts on it. So the woman is constantly naturally, and I think it is natural to change, to grow, right? I think that's a lot. I mean, I think that's across the human race. Okay. Not, the human race. Yeah. So why can't the male accept the fact that there is going to be change? I think. Right. I, I wasn't able to get in trouble. You might get in trouble. So I, I think I think that it's not so much. I think it's on the person who wants to leave. I think it's on that person. So I don't want to say it's 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 on the female. I don't want to say that. I would say it's on the person who wants to leave. Um, I do think the person who wants to stay is accepting of that. There's going to be change. The person who is changing and wants to leave. I think that person is not accepting that. Like yo, I've changed. You know, if I'm the person that wants to leave, like. I changed, but now I'm holding the person that I'm in a relationship with responsible for my change. You should you should be able to hold them responsible, though, because you are one in a marriage, right? You are one, but at the same time, now they have to even, they have to relearn me. Matter of fact, I got to relearn myself right now because I just changed. I don't even know who I am right now. So if I don't know who I am right now, why am I expecting this person to know who I am right now? Why am I expecting them to be able to fulfill me? I did that with bunny ears, by the way, to fulfill me, mm-hmm. you know? If I can't even do that to myself right now. Well, and, okay. So, I'm a firm believer that there are different layers of, uh, of, of trust within a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say there's a hundred different levels. And married, have the kids. Now the female is at level 40. But she's about to change. So she's about to go through upgrade stages 40 through 60. Okay. And what she's saying right now is, I want, like, I'm starting to change. Can you be the person with me to take me stages 40 through 60? 
my layers of trust, my layers of love, the way that I see the world growing. I don't know myself right now, mm -hmm. but I want you to be the person to help me grow with me. Yeah, but do you think people give the, that, that person enough time to... Well, I think that's where the breakdown is right there. That is there. where the breakdown that's is. That's exactly where the breakdown is. Because for the male, like you could tell me that you're going to change. Guys aren't built to, to, to change as much as the female, in my opinion. What I think the way that we've been, especially in this society, the way that we've been built is we've talked about it a million times. Uh, marriage, house, cars, kids, retirement plan. And that's it. Like I've done everything that I needed to do. She's like, well, I'm going through this phase right now. It's like, what? And I'm, I'm perfectly guilty of saying this. Like, what else do you want from me? What else do you want from me? I've given you all these things. But I just want to grow. What? But what, is, what does that mean? I just want to grow. Uh, I don't know. I look at it. You look at it from the male mind. When I, when I think of grow, I think of salsa dancing. I think of I want to okay. go see Anchorage, Alaska. Right. I want to do these things that I've never done because it feels like I don't feel fulfilled. Right. But I feel like that person has been feeling this for a while. Maybe they didn't know how to uh, express it, but they've been feeling this, this change. They didn't know what it is that they wanted to do. And their spouse has probably felt this change in them. It's like, then they're changing. I don't know where it ends up. And then that, that person finally says, you know what? It's salsa dancing. Right then. Boom. They, they know that it's salsa dancing, but now you expect this man to, or this woman to say like, okay, yeah, I know how to deal with this. No, they're, they're still just as lost and clueless, mm -hmm. you know? So at what point do you give some grace to that person and let them figure that out, you know? No, I, I do agree with that. To be able to, and that's, that was mission number two for this entire, all of this, the, the writing, the, the, the podcasting, talking with you guys, talking to other people. I looked at it as a way, I'm going to put it metaphorically, like a Rosetta Stone. When I first told uh, Burner about he's like, so what are you doing? With, like, what's, what's the goal with all this stuff? And I said, I want to create that communication between man and woman because I do think it's easy now, just looking at it, calling it for what it is. And he said, if you do that, you're going to solve the world's greatest mystery. <laughs> the conversation, the true transparent conversation between man and woman. That's it. So it's like, for me, it's the Rosetta Stone. I can tell you the words to tell the guy, and the guy, and I, I'm like a decipher. We're like deciphers, I think, because we're able just to have an egoless, powerless conversation, but it's filled with so much fruit, it's bountiful. If the female feels she's starting to grow, right? She wants her fences expanded. She wants her fences torn down. She's going to feel, are you going to feel scared when you feel something new? Yeah, right? Absolutely. You're yeah. going to feel scared. She wants to run wild. She feels scared. And she's looking for her protector, her man, her defender, her warrior to stand and be like, I understand. I don't know what's going on, but I can be here for it. I can facilitate it. You want to try to do somersaults in, a, in, a, in an apple orchard? I'll stand right here and make sure nobody makes fun of you of doing somersaults in the apple orchard. Does that make sense? No, it does. So in a way, it's like she's, she's calling out that that warrior that we we know we are but it's not just getting translated like that to us it's just i'm changing and i'm growing well i don't even know what that means i just need you to stand by my side bro yeah i i agree with that and I also it is very situational um i think the person um that's changing may possibly have a uh, a fixed mindset on their change that's all their you know tunnel vision almost you know 
but it could be a situation where life is still happening. What if, you know what I mean? If that guy has a job that he works 12 hours a day for five days a week, when you're changing, he's still working yep. 12 hours a and, day, five and, days a week. And I so, agree with that. You know, yep. And he's um, seeing the neighbors across the street. They're getting the new snowmobile. They're mm-hmm. getting all this stuff. And he's thinking to himself, like, oh, I got to get that stuff, too. That way, And it's like, no. Or if she's like, you know, I want to go to Montana and run in, the, run in the fields. It's like, I can't because I got work. I feel you. I, I understand I want, I want that. you to, but I, I, got, I, understand. I work. I understand know? that 100%. And that's something, like, I haven't – I spent a lot of time thinking about a lot of this stuff, a lot of conversations with really good people. I don't, I don't know that female side of it, right? Mm-hmm. But like you're talking from right here, I know that male side. True. And it's like, I want to continue to be your warrior. To, I want to do these things. But there's a, a whole house here still that I've got to, you know, to keep up with. And in her head, she could say, I have a job too, and I have these things as well. And I have to take the kids to the appointments. Like, I'm able to facilitate all this. And I think it's, if, if, if you're in a situation like that, um, I think a man should have the ability to say, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna handle this here. Go to Montana and run in the fields and be okay with that's what your woman is going to go do. Now, I don't think it's okay for her to then look at him and, and be like, you never want to do anything with me. You know what I mean? Yep. Like he's allowing you to express outwardly the change that you want to, you know, make in yourself or the, the things that you now want to do. You know what I mean? I keep saying man and woman, but I know that's interchangeable because yeah. I could be changing oh, and my yep. woman's not changing, yep. you know? So I don't want to make it sound like all oh, women change, men don't, you know? So Cam just stood up though. I don't know. <laughs> I just want this whole, this whole thing, that whole discussion, it, this is going to oversimplify the hell out of it, but it seems like it could all be solved with like s- communication, simple, talking it out. This is how I feel. This is what I'm feeling. I don't know why I feel this way. I feel weird today, you know, stuff like this. I mean, this stuff I say a good bit. Yeah. My uh, my girlfriend is in a different state most of the time, so we text and FaceTime all the time. And there's certain days where I tell her, hey, I just really don't want to look at my phone for the rest of the day. She goes, that's okay. No questions, nothing weird. Like, now hey, that I feel weird. right there, her response to you, that is what I feel like people don't don't do on both sides man and and female they don't do that so it's to me it's not so much that people don't express their feelings but people th- i think people do it all the time that's why people get in arguments i think the problem is people don't accept what's coming out you know what i mean so if she didn't accept you saying i don't feel like talking on my phone right now or listening to my phone for, or looking at my phone for the rest of the day and then she went and took that personally and said oh you just don't want to talk to me like i can't deal with this you don't want to communicate you don't want to do this you don't want to do that you know, which for you, you just said the, to 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 simplify it, it's just communication, right? But in that same scenario, she decided to look at you saying that I don't want to look at my phone for the rest of the day as your lack mm-hmm. of communication. You know what I'm saying? I but com- she didn't. She accepted what you said. Yeah. So I think it's the acceptance of the information that people aren't I completely okay get with. That. You know? But I think if and we're talking about going into marriages and lifelong partners and stuff like that. You should, you should facilitate that comfort of communication. One hundred percent. I. So right now, if I wasn't able to tell my partner that and it be an okay thing, and it turned into all of that, then hey, I'm. You're out of here. Yeah. And you should be. You should be comfortable with doing that. 
because you know that if you were to get married to that, then that's what your marriage is going to look like, mm -hmm. you know. And you're going to add to the divorce rate. You'll be like me and this guy. Statistics, <laughs> yeah, thanks, bro. <laughs> Shwad, you want to say something? Okay. We're coming up close to an hour. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. That was pretty dope. I like standing up and talking. I do, too. I like that. It was a lot more of a uh, natural vibe. Like Cam said earlier, we're all operating just on two microphones, four guys. It looks like two versus two inside this room right now, to be honest with you. We all know who's going to win that. And I know that we would win that yeah, for sure. We all know who's going to win yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be no problem. Insert my dominance over there. Can you turn down her <laughs> microphone real quick? Um, I want to appreciate everybody. Uh, give the feedback on the DMs. I've gotten a lot of feedback. I've been checked out for a little bit these last couple of weeks because I'm going through another phase, but things are about to uh, to crank back up. Just trying to be natural to what it is I am feeling and what it is I think needs to be said. Hope everybody has an awesome week.